Anyone accultured by academia knows that censorship is a very grave sin. Who is this one who dares appoint themselves as judge and executioner? I long for the idea of, like, the Greek gymnasium. Waiting until you can be certain you are in the right and fear no questioning looks is waiting far too late. Philosophers. Philosophers. All right, David, what have you brought for the podcast today? I have brought an essay Ooh. that I did not write. Oh. <laughs> huh. Um, this is about free speech on the intertubes. Interesting. Yes. Um, a question that we have talked about before, but I don't think on the show had to do with like, if you were running a free speech forum and it became invaded by neo-Nazis, what would you do? Would you allow them there in the name of free speech? Or would you kick them out? Mm-hmm. And this essay has to do... This essay is a response to such a question, essentially. Um, the title of this essay is Well-Kept Gardens Die by Pacifism. I'm sure you can guess what his answer to the question is by the title. Uh, this is by Eliza Yudkowsky. Okay. Very cool name. Very cool name. So we will read through this essay. It's not very long. But I think the goal here is to stop after every paragraph or so. And let's just give this a little bit of a read here with our fellow audience and discuss it. Yes. All right. So the essay begins. Good online communities die primarily by refusing to defend themselves. Somewhere in the vastness of the Internet, it is happening even now. It was once a well-kept garden of intelligent discussion where knowledgeable and interested folk came, attracted by the high quality of speech they saw ongoing. But into this garden comes a fool, and the level of discussion drops a little, or more than a little, if the fool is very prolific in their posting. It is worse if the fool is just articulate enough that the former inhabitants of the garden feel obliged to respond and correct misapprehensions, for then the fool dominates conversations. So the garden is tainted now, and it is less fun to play in. The old inhabitants, already invested there, will stay, but they are that much less likely to attract new blood, or if there are new members, their quality has also gone down. Then another fool joins, and the two fools begin talking to each other, and at that point some of the old members, those with the highest standards and the best opportunities elsewhere, leave. Okay. So, I get exactly what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. What are you, have, you, have you experienced this yourself? Yes. That's all. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> at the end. Um, so, it's it's been a it's been a little while since this happened, so the details are very foggy to me now. Um, but yes, I've seen this a number of times. Um, maybe not to the same magnitude that uh, that the author here is gonna is gonna get into, but but yes, I have been the moderator of several forums, and this is, I mean, this is like the job of a moderator is to stop this from happening. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that a moderator's job is just a glorified role keeper, like like a hall monitor. A hall monitor, but no. No. It's, I mean, bad ones are that. Right. Good ones want to preserve the culture of the space. 
I do think it's interesting because I think it's very easy so far to like agree with this person because we've all been the person who's not the fool, mm-hmm. right? And it's easy to cast a dispersion on that person to have like an idea about what you think this forum is about, you know, although I think we've all also been that fool before, just didn't know it maybe. Perhaps. So I'll be interested to see more as the article goes on. And if you'd like, I can take over and read some of this too. Okay. I am old enough to remember the Usenet that is forgotten. Though I was very young. Unlike the first internet that died so long ago in the eternal September, in these days there is always some way to delete unwanted content. We can thank spam for that. So egregious that no one defends it, so prolific that no one can just ignore it, there must be a banhammer somewhere. But when the fool begin when the fools begin their invasion, some communities think themselves too good to use their banhammer for gasp censorship. After all, anyone accultured by academia knows that censorship is a very grave sin. In their walled gardens where it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to enter, and students fear their professor's grading, and heaven forbid the janitor should speak up in the middle of a colloquium. Colloquium? Colloquium. Yes. It is easy to be naive about the evils of censorship when you've already lived in a carefully kept garden, just like it is easy to be naive about the universal virtue of unconditional, nonviolent pacifism. When your country already has armed soldiers on the borders, and your city already has police, it costs you nothing to be righteous, so long as the police stay on the job. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shots fired a bit in that last section, for sure. Yes. This does give me vibes of... Um, I've heard veterans or people that are very supportive of like military veterans talk in a very similar way when confronted with the young family member who has just finished their first semester of college and comes home for Thanksgiving or something to that effect. And uh, they always make the point of, you know, you don't know what the real world is like. You know, there's that kind of mentality Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, when I was in insert Middle Eastern oil rich country or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, there were there was no police there was no like we were them and like people were just killing each other for like no reason you know and uh if we didn't exist if the military industrial complex didn't exist the thin camouflage line (laughs) the thin camouflage line um the world would just become this right Mm -hmm. and uh to a point I, i i get what they're saying you know, um, and to a point I get what this person is saying that we all, I feel like, I do feel like there, there is a righteous attitude around being anti-censorship in any way, Mm -hmm. you know, I think in some cases it comes out in as a fault of like, like I see it the most when I see people defending like uh, people who were kicked out of like totally voluntary 
clubs, right? Mm -hmm. Or like there is a group of friends where one friend is just going downhill and no one wants to invite them to the party or invite them to hang out because they're just becoming a handful. And there's the one friend that's like, you know, we shouldn't be this way. Who are we to judge them? It's like, well, I am. I am. I am though. I'm judging. Yeah. And it's more about how do I want to spend my time than about whether or not I think they feel welcome, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's also a virtue is making people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, because you also, you don't want to be known as the group that is unwelcoming, right? And rude. Agreeableness to some degree is a virtue in society. Yes. Yeah. Nobody, we, we even go so far as to have laws about it, you know? I mean, disturbing the peace. What does that really mean? Like, there's definitions. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think. But when are you actually going to get accosted by the authorities for disturbing the peace? When someone has a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things, for example, that I think you could do in some countries. Like, you could go to a public park and fire up a grill and cook stinky food. And people would just be like, well, that's just what you do at the park. You know, it's fine. It's just socially acceptable to do that. But there are some places where if you go fire up the grill at a park, people are going to get head over heels upset about it. I've, I've heard stories of Germans and their opinions about their private parks. Mm. You know, the, comp- the, the company, the, the, the country that is so proud of all of its public services has like private parks where people will go and sit to be in quiet, you know, and they have different standards for what constitutes being a nuisance, you mm-hmm. know, like I, there are some that are so extreme as to say, well, you should not wear gaudy clothing. And they don't mean like dress like a harlot or whatever. They literally mean like neutral tones only. Cause this is a calm space. It's like, what, you know? Um, I do think at some point it is a virtue to defend your time at the very least though i think that's something that i don't i don't know i feel like this is just super intuitive to people but it doesn't manifest as important until later like i i've i don't know i don't know what i want to say about it but i feel like a lot of people who are and i'm not trying to make this a generational or younger versus older thing but Mm I, I do feel like it was not until I was older that I started to really like appreciate my time as my time and cared more about having a discerning nature over how my time was used by others until later in life. Like prior mm-hmm. to that, it was like, well, if you get invited to something, you're just going to go because up to that point in your life, especially if you went to like a public school you weren't asked you were invited to things but you were really kind of just being told where to go and so there's like this tendency to just think that if there's a thing happening i just kind of have to be there i i never felt that way that you didn't no maybe it's an extroverted thing i don't know maybe hmm interesting let's read on a bit because i'm unless you have anything else you want to say about that segment we'll we'll recap the whole thing yeah we'll, we'll come back to the whole thing okay the thing about online communities though is that you can't rely on the repl- on the you can't rely on the police ignoring you and staying on the job the community actually pays the price of its virtuousness in the beginning while the community was still while the community is still thriving censorship seems like a terrible and unnecessary imposition things are still going fine it's just one fool and if we can't tolerate just one fool well we must not be very tolerant perhaps the fool will give up and go away without any need of censorship 
And if the whole community has become just that much less fun to be part of, mere fun doesn't seem like a good justification for censorship. And uh, any more than disliking someone's look seems like a good reason to punch them in the nose. But joining a community is a strictly voluntary process. And if prospective new members don't like your looks, they won't join in the first place. Interesting. Shall I continue? Yeah. Okay. And after all, who will be the censor? Who can possibly be trusted with such power? Quite a lot of people probably in any well-kept garden, but if the garden is even a little divided within itself, if there are factions, if there are people who hang out in the community despite not much trusting in the moderator whoever, or whoever could be could potentially wield the banhammer, for such internal politics often seem like a matter far greater a far greater import than mere invading barbarians, then trying to defend the community is typically depicted as a coup attempt. Who is this one who dares appoint themselves as judge and executioner? Do they think their ownership of the server means they own the people, own our community? Do they think that control over the source code makes them a god? Okay, that last sentence <laughs> opens us up to a whole other thing. <laughs> Please continue, though. Okay. I confess... For a while, I didn't even understand why communities had such trouble defending themselves. I thought it was pure naivete. It didn't occur to me that it was an egalitarian instinct to prevent chieftains from getting too much power. None of us are bigger than one another. All of us are men and can fight. I'm going to get my arrows, was the saying in one hunter-gatherer tribe whose name I forget. Because among humans, unlike chimpanzees, weapons are an equalizer. The tribal chieftain seems to be an invention of agriculture when people can't just walk away anymore. Maybe it's because I grew up on the internet in places where uh, there was always a sysop. And so I take for granted that whoever runs the server has certain responsibilities. Maybe I understand on a gut level that the opposite of censorship is not academia, but 4chan, which probably still has mechanisms to prevent spam. Maybe because I grew up in that wide open space where the freedom that mattered was the freedom to choose a well-kept garden that you liked and that liked you, as if you could actually find a country with good laws. Maybe because I take it for granted that if you don't like the arch wizard, the thing to do is walk away. This did happen to me once, and I did indeed just walk away. Hmm. And maybe because I, myself, have often been the one running the server. But I am consistent usually being the first in line to support moderators, even if they're on the other side from me of the internal politics, I know what happens when an online community starts questioning its moderators. Any political enemy I have on a mailing list who's popular enough to be dangerous is probably not someone who would abuse that particular power of censorship. And when they put on their moderator's hat, I vocally support them. They need urging on, not restraining. People who've grown up in academia simply don't realize how strong are the walls of exclusion that keep the trolls out of their lovely garden of free speech. Hmm. This person strikes me as having certain sensibilities. Certain sensibilities. I feel like maybe you resonate with you a little bit. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate my precious 4chan being talked down to about that. <laughs> Any comments? Yeah, I feel like it's this freedom to choose thing. Mm -hmm. I I agree that you should have that freedom. 
but I don't feel like, even though maybe practically it is such, I do not feel like trolls ruining your community, by the way, that's often a subjective opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I also have the sense that this is the person who starts servers for very particular reasons, maybe, and then watches them fall apart and is maybe justifying why they are so heavy handed in that being a moderator on their server that they own, by the way. Um, you can still always leave like trolls being on your server that do not does not mean that you can't you have to still show up there. But I get what he means by man. This was great. It's not that the choice is gone. It's that the thing I would have chosen no longer exists. Mm. You know, it's like saying, you know, it's it's like saying, okay, I really, really want to eat avocados. Okay. You're free to pursue avocados, mm -hmm. which are not entitled to avocados. No. You know what I mean? And if avocados are not around for some reason, it is not an infringement upon your right to eat them. It's just an, it's a failure. There's a, there's something going on that is preventing you from exercising that right and actualizing it. Like this comes That's, back to me as the, like what good is a right if you can't actualize it kind of debate. You know what I mean? Yes. I see this sort of as a, like a parallel to the tragedy of the commons. I can see that too. Um, for those who may not know that term, the tragedy of the commons is a concept that whenever there is not clear ownership of a thing and everyone is free to take from it as they please, then uh, people end up destroying it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I okay, fine. You're not entitled to have avocados to eat, but if I own land that produces avocados and i invite i start off inviting anyone to just come and partake mm -hmm. right but then someone shows up with a basket and just starts taking them all or, mm -hmm. okay i invite people to come and have a party or whatever and then someone shows up with a basket just to take the avocados and leave right that's tragedy of the commons sure my issue i think with that though is is that there is not a single online place that's not owned by someone right that's the difference Right, but when you when you create a free speech zone, mm -hmm. you're effectively creating a commons. Sure. Even though someone owns it. Right. Literally I, somebody owns it, but if you don't moderate it, then it's as if you don't. It's as if nobody owns it. Sure. It becomes a commons. Yeah, and I, I feel like what this person is saying, it's, I think this what's interesting so far about this is this is part partially an observation and partially maybe advisement or a preference or a justification you know mm -hmm. i think you and i can both agree with their observation that uh, i say that i could agree up to the point where having online spaces without moderation they do become different I won't say, though, that they're worse. It depends. I feel like they become aimless, for sure. Mm -hmm. Even 4chan has rules. 
There's no moderator to enforce those rules. There doesn't need to be one. The commons enforces their rules pretty well. Um, but also, I maybe it's just because people can't... The only people who can stand to wade through that cesspit are already having it up to here, no point intended. And so it's easy enough for the community to get together and downvote something that they don't want. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't appear on the front page. There's nothing you can do about it, you know? Um, Or it's just that it has devolved to the point where it is nothing but fools. And there is no fool that can come into the space anymore because it's already ran by fools. And so there's no more bottom to get to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. So I can agree I think I can agree that they are different. I, I think that depending on the nature of what the place is, this has differing effects. Like I, I think, for example, that if you like, I, I, for example, own a server that has a forum of sorts on it. And I, I am its owner. Like, because this is where I want to go at the end of the day. This is where I want to be and do the things I want to do. And if you want to come in here and have fun, which is my kind of fun, you're welcome. But if you're not here to have this kind of fun, and or more importantly, if you do anything to make me have less fun, you're out. Like, mm-hmm. no questions. You're just banned. You're counterproductive from... to the goal of this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that online spaces, there's a continuum of how goal-oriented the space is, Right. Like there are, for example, very specific forums that are for very specific things that if you're not talking about that thing, you will just get yeeted. And then there are platforms which are a bit more generic where you may not get yeeted from the platform, but you might get kicked out of like a subreddit, for example, Mm -hmm. or you may get kicked off of one of the overflows or the exchanges, you know, because like, well, we're here to talk about like, there, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, there are forums that specifically talk about like CERN research. That's all that they do. They don't talk about physics broadly. They talk about, right. So if you show up with your random physics question, like if you watched a Michio Kaku video <laughs> on Joe Rogan and you are just lit up about string theory, they're going to kick you out unless yeah, you're talking. Out. Yeah. 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 Unless a recent CERN experiment is relevant to it. <laughs> Yeah, and spaces, and the more, the more purpose-driven the space, I feel like it calls for more rigid execution of keeping that space that way. Because the more factors, I, I guess, the more narrow the view, the more things are considered distracting. And so just the need to exercise a banning behavior... It's just greater. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have 4chan, which is just as about as unregulated as it gets on the internet, where you can literally post a picture of your genitals and people will like, that's okay. Like it's terrible, but like you can do that. And people will be like, Oh, gross. Mm -hmm. Or call you names. But like, not that I would know, but anyway, (laughs) I wouldn't know. Um, But yeah, so it's like, and to me, having the gamut available means I have more choices, especially if I really do just want to screw around. I have the option. And I'm not saying this person's advocating that. Um, 
So I guess I agree with their first point. And then as for his second point, which I think is his suggestion or his encouragement to people to not be afraid of censorship, because I think that's really what he's talking about is right. Like, you know, you don't censorship is not necessarily evil. No, I think that's his thesis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I do agree well, with and that, that. Well, not not necessarily evil and is in fact good depending on what you're trying to do. Yes. And I think I agree with that. I think the political form of censorship that we pe- that people are so afraid of, which is censorship in your real life by your government, the people with the guns. Right. Deciding what it is possible. Because, yeah, ultimately the thing, and, and we, may, we may still get here as we continue reading, but... Um, the thing about the internet is if you get banned from all the forums, well, you can either go to 4chan, but if we pretend that 4chan doesn't exist, you can always stand up your own server and make your own forum and no one can stop you from doing that, right? But when the government says you can't say this, you actually have no option or you're going to get thrown into a cage. Yeah. Let's read on a bit. Okay. Uh, it's any community, right? That's the next paragraph? Yes. Okay. Any community that really needs to question its moderators, that really seriously has abusive moderators, is probably not worth saving. But this is more accused than realized, so far as I can see. In any case, the light didn't go on the bet. Wait. In any case, the light didn't go on in my head about egalitarian instincts, instincts to prevent leaders from exercising power, killing online communities, until I just recently, while reading a comment on comment at less wrong in fact though i don't recall which one by the way this essay is on lesswrong.com sponsored not sponsored (laughs) call us um but i have seen it happen over and over with myself urging the moderators on and supporting them whether they were the people i liked or not and the moderators still not doing enough to prevent the slow decay being too humble doubting themselves an order of magnitude more than i would have doubted them it was a rationalist hangout and the third besetting sin of the rationalist is underconfidence that's a sentence of all time that is a sentence of all time let's stop yes what are your thoughts about that one sentence the third besetting sin of rationalists is underconfidence he also this is a hyperlink by the way what is this link to Oh, a different essay, The Sin of Underconfidence. Okay, this by is... By the same person? By the same guy. Well, that will be for a later time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think, yeah, I think humility is an important part of being a rationalist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why would you ever think critically if you're already right, right? um right that that's the thing right if you want if you if you care about the truth you have to doubt yourself also and it's so easy i think as well as a rationalist to want to not be the thing that you detest probably the most which is a faithist or i guess or whatever Mm -hmm. like a person who is just and those people tend to be extremely confident they know right right they haven't an ideologue Yeah. yeah yeah they haven't figured out no they know this to be true right and that is, I think, a hallmark trait of the people the rationalists hate the most, which are the people that come in and want yeah. to argue with them, but not actually engage in any kind of a debate. Yeah, no honest discussion, right? Just asserting their opinions. And fl- flying on their confidence. And it is super demoralizing, I think, to rationalists 
to just see how convincing these people can be to the the third party, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's a truly a space of rationalists and a ideologue comes in just shouting about their thing, no one's going to believe them. But I don't think that very many communities are purely one or the other. Right. And I, I, I distinctly remember because we actually had debates where I went to college and I think that it's a sore thing that those are not like required almost. What's the point in going into an academic institution where you're taught things and are supposed to be taught how to be rational and yet it's not considered interesting at all to like, I don't know. I know this probably didn't happen, right? But I I long for the idea of like the Greek gymnasium where like it's actually in between people giving lectures. It's people standing around and like listening to two people debate a topic in the forum. Like Mm -hmm. that is just what you did for fun in between just being told these people's perspectives in detail. So like you could listen to your lecturer tell you the things that they believe and why they believe them. But then right after that, walk into the forum and watch them defend that belief against someone who disagrees. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is the purest form of what academia should be. It's Mm -hmm. not just learning the things, but also watching those teaching you defend their positions against people. Not because this textbook said so, but because of some reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, Defended against someone who is equally educated, of equal respect, but just happens to be of different conclusions and reach those conclusions a different way. Because so often in life, it we do not arrive at a fact and just know that, okay, this is just the fact now. Mm-hmm. Most things that we take as facts now were heretical, wild spoutings in the past. Now, to be fair, they were one of many wild spoutings in the past that none of those other spoutings ended up being correct. But if you never entertain them or watch them be defended, you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like it's, it's a dual thing, right? It's, there's, there's a double-edged sword relationship with maybe the rationalists desire to have that kind of thing that we will entertain the ideologues to, we'll hear them out even though we've heard it a thousand times. Like, I don't know about you, but how many times have you had the exact same debate about like, like the same version of a street epistemological debate where ideologue comes to you because they always remember, these are the confident ones. They Mm -hmm. seek you out and they're there to get you to come to their holy place Mm -hmm. on the next holy place gathering time. And they are determined to to have this talk with you but how many times have you had the same version like just slight variations of this same conversation oh yeah all the time all the time and it can get it can wear you out you know it can be like okay i've already heard this before i've seen this movie before yeah Mm -hmm. and you can even lay it out for them and say look you're going to say to me a b c and d yeah before before we have this conversation let me write down what your argument's going to be fold this up and put it away and by the end i'll show it to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to them no like because it's You've so never heard this before i have such brilliant new ideas yeah or, or it's so obvious to them that or this is that, right yeah yeah that too yeah that there's no way you haven't heard this before because if you had you would have already believed it right right <sighs> <laughs> but 
it's it's a weird situation because if you are a true rationalist and you truly want to hear people out, you have to be open to hearing it again and again and again. And it's incredibly demoralizing to watch. And how many of those people came and had those conversations and walked away with a change of mind? Almost never, I imagine. Depends. If you're good enough at SE, you can change minds. Maybe. Maybe I just get too emotional. I don't know. But like, I, I guess the point I'm saying is, is that it, it happens more often than not, in my opinion, that people, they may walk away. Like the best you can hope for in a lot of situations, I feel like, is someone walking away and go, hmm, well, I enjoyed the conversation at least. I've got new things to think about. Right. Give someone pause. Yeah. Give someone pause. That's like the best you can hope for. Like it's very unlikely and, and honestly would be kind of worrisome if someone immediately was like, oh, you're so right. Tell me more. And you're like, oh, wait, this person is still ideologuing. You want me to be your, you want me to be your preacher now? Yeah, yeah. You're still ideologuing, but you just want to download a different script mm -hmm. and then turn around and go try to be me, but now confident and approaching others. Like there's yeah, nothing. The problem was with your whole mindset, not just the ideas that you thought were true that aren't, but yeah, with your whole, your whole mindset of, oh, I can just learn the truth from somebody who will tell it to me. And then I can go tell other people with confidence. Like that's the whole problem. As an atheist, arguably there is nothing worse than an ideological atheist. I think. Okay. I, I actually find them worse than... What do you mean by ideological atheist? Ideological, maybe, is the word I'm looking for. Like, someone who, like, they have not actually thought about why they're an atheist. Okay. They were... These are usually fresh atheists. They just came out of, like seminary level like junior seminary level debates about their religion these are usually people who are super into their religions mm -hmm. and but we're just being told about them and then we're stumped and their fear of being wrong and looking dumb overpowered them and had them change faith to now be a member of the church of atheism mm -hmm. and now they're turning right back around and going after the same people they once used to debate with in support of each other. And I feel like that's the mentality that a lot of people who avoid atheists have of us is that, Oh, you're going to be that guy who's going to make me try to make me feel stupid. And it's like, well, I'm not going to try, but I'm not going to be that guy, you know, like <laughs> the phrasing. Yeah. But, oh, I won't have to try. It's... <laughs> but you get my point. Like, I, I'm not approaching you trying to be like, hi, dummy. You dummy, dumb, stupid. Yeah, you idiot. Idiot. Yeah. Like, no. But I do know, I do distinctly remember people who were like that, that they went out of their way to very confidently assert that there is no God mm -hmm. and that you're a fool for believing that there is. And Stop. here's, yeah. yeah, it's like, ugh, dude, like, you're cringe, man. Like you're yeah. you're making us look bad. We're how are we supposed how are we supposed to call ourselves enlightened when you're behaving when you're literally doing the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I got on that train of thought, but like, yeah. it, oh, I, underconfidence. Yes, yeah. So I get it. Like there is something. I'm even sometimes slightly envious of the confidence that ideologues have. Right. But uh, mm, I 
we're going to need to read that article at some point. I'm interested yeah, that, in that. that. That will be a, an episode before long, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Shall I finish the, uh, the thing? Yeah, we're about done. There's like two paragraphs left. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> this about the internet. Anyone can walk in and anyone can walk out. And so an online community must stay fun to stay alive. Waiting until the last resort of absolute, blatant, undeniable egregiousness, waiting as long as a police officer would wait to open fire, indulging your conscience and the virtues you learned in walled fortresses, waiting until you can be certain you are in the right and fear no questioning looks, is waiting far too late. I have seen rationalist communities die because they trusted their moderators too little, but that was not a karma system, actually. Here, you must trust yourselves. A certain quote seems appropriate here. Don't believe in yourself. Believe that I believe in you. Because I really do honestly think that if you want to downvote a comment that seems low quality, and yet you hesitate, wondering if maybe you're downvoting just because you disagree with the conclusion or dislike the author, feeling nervous that someone watching you might accuse you of groupthink or echo chamberism or <gasps> censorship, then nine times out of ten, I bet, nine times out of ten at least, it is a comment that really is low quality. You have the downvote. Use it or use net. Okay. It's a pretty good summation of the article. Yes. I, I also agree. I, I think that this is one thing. I, I use Reddit wrong, firstly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a lurker. I don't post on Reddit, usually. I also have no qualms about downloading for literally any reason. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, I really don't. Like, if I'm, I'm very irreverent with downvotes. Yeah. And so I totally agree with this mentality of what's the upvote and downvote for? Upvote if you think more people should see it. Downvote if you think fewer people should see it. I don't even use it that way. I upvoted if I like it. Well, that that I downvoted well. if I don't. It does not matter why. You could have... A well, I guess I just assumed a correlation between those. If you don't like it, you don't think other people should see it. Well, there are some things that I don't like that I share with you all the time. It's true. <laughs> and some bad things are worth sharing because they're that funny. Well, but if, if I see something on Reddit that is a bad thing that I think is worth sharing, I will upvote it. Right, that's what I mean. I guess. Oh, that's fair. So, same, same, same. I hate this, but people should know about it. So yeah, People up, should know about up, how... Dude. Yeah, up, up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... I don't know who he's talking to then, in that case. I I guess I don't understand. Like, I've never... Yeah, it started off about moderation, and now it's about upvotes and downvotes. Yeah, a little... Walked off a bit. But although maybe the people who would hesitate about moderation are also the same people that would hesitate to upvote or downvote something they don't like. And honestly, I feel like he kind of solved his own problem. Let the community decide. You don't need moderators, but if your community is self-regulating enough, it won't matter. Mm -hmm. And I don't see why he would have an issue. I guess. I don't know. I also feel like this person should absolutely just start a server, start a subreddit, whatever, and just be that person and see if it pans out. Because I also think that there's weird... There, man, there are a lot of weird, conflicting motivations for owning an online space. Mm -hmm. So the one that most people think of is money. Like, how do you monetize this forum, right? Like, and I've been moderators on forums where that is uh, the goal. It's not the stated goal on the front of the server when you walk in is, we're here to make money. No, it's, hey, we're here to talk about topic and have a good time. We're creating a community. Yes. 
But the owner, by the way, doesn't work Mm -hmm. because he makes money from this. So at the end of the day, whatever allows his server, it's not unilaterally that, but if there were like two options, right? Like for example, say a very influential member of the community is just really starting to become a nuisance. Like this happened. There was a guy who's a very influential part of the community and we, half of the mods really just wanted to ban him out of spite because they had, they had ran across this person and had a bad experience. And the owner was like, well, I'm not going to ban him though. And like, why not? Like he skirts the rules all the time. He says things that are almost like where the, you know, why not? And he's like, because how many of you log on at night to hear him say those things? Like, or to argue with him. How many people do you think get on to hear him, not to support him, but because they're here to to argue with him about mm-hmm. stuff, right? It It's part of the community. Like, he... It's engagement. He, yeah, it's engagement. He drives engagement by creating conflict. And in, a, in this particular server, I'll, I'll just say, it, it was a political server for to discuss global geopolitics that sounds toxic so toxic but that's exactly what it needs you need to to thrive you need people in there like you're never going to get everyone on that server to agree on literally anything there were people in there that are like maybe 9-11 was okay (laughs) like there were people that had like that opinion because they're just such contrarians they just can't help themselves but we loved those people from the from the angle of money. All right, we have something to talk about. Yeah. Oh, always. There's no. There were like just channels upon channels that were chock full of people yelling and screaming about anything. And the only reason anyone would ever get moderated is if someone left because of them. Like if you really wanted somebody to get banned, you also you would publicly rage quit. Yeah. Yeah. You self ban and then martyrdom them out mm-hmm. and then if you ever come back they would get on well, you have to obey the first rule of the internet which is if you're leaving you have to tell everyone that you're leaving and why <laughs> um also if you put someone on your ignore list yeah i have, have blocked this person just so everyone knows just so everybody knows i'm ignoring you especially the <laughs> one person that i'm not gonna see the reply for and feel superior thinking i got Man, the is last that guy word. talking because i can't see it oh my god <laughs> dude how many times oh my god okay we've got to for a moment so i did not i did not start interneting until i was a bit older i think i've talked about this a lot like i was about 11 12 when i first started interneting right but my first interneting experience was xbox live yes the known for its wholesome community (laughs) i'm pretty sure the world's problems will be solved in xbox live party chat um (laughs) no game chat um and yeah that was a thing you're playing insert call of duty game here in the mid 2000s someone's whooping up on you real bad and talking smack and then you tell people uh yeah if he's still talking i can't hear him the funniest thing that i ever witnessed was someone say that like uh, if he's still talking i can hear him but they had their tv on mm-hmm. they weren't wearing a headset and the person says man shut up you and starts talking and you could hear it coming out of the tv speakers we all knew it's like, this is the cringiest thing the person's saying I can't hear them, but they're literally just pretending that they can't because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to actually mute the guy. 
oh god that was <laughs> so good like not only are you going out of your way to tell him you can't hear him you're also just lying you're yeah. just straight up lying about it and he knew you were lying and kept calling you out <laughs> and like the facade only lasted for about 15 seconds before the guy says something else the guy just finally got sick of it was like shut up like oh dude oh there is something nothing makes me happier really and hearing a grown man cry like a child <laughs> like that come on dude stop like but they're adults like these that's are cringe oh god it I, that's not an experience that i've had mm, it's it's like it warms my heart like to hear that person who shouldn't care about this caring about it so much <laughs> and having their worldview crumble Mm. anyway uh, so anyway about internet censorship yeah about, about about that yeah so i don't know i i do i think what i said before kind of still stands it depends on the purpose of the place mm -hmm. and if you feel like there is not a place that is serving your purpose there are plenty of platforms which you can pay a grand total of zero dollars to just run your own microcosm of the thing and you can be that guy and I'm glad that this person didn't go into it, but I was kind of waiting for someone. I was kind of waiting for the, if you want to be a part of a rationalist server, that's not afraid to stand up to come here fools. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I'm, I hope that there's not a link down below for this. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, God. I started reading the comments. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. That'll be the... If we have time, that'll be the bonus section, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't complain if not enough people join your server. Like, and he didn't do that. To, to this person's credit, they did not complain that servers that do exercise censorship see members leave. Right. Right. I think it would have been maybe a bit more beneficial for them to like actually point out examples of places or like to give ex or to even just say there are places that do this. What I am suggesting that have had healthy communities for years. So this does work. They exist. There are walled gardens out there that are f just wonderful places to be because they do the things I'm suggesting mm -hmm. to you or trying to make you think are okay. He didn't do that either. I think, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they don't exist because he didn't mention them, you know, evidence of absence and all that. Well, it wasn't the point. No, it's not. What? Well, and you're still just taking his word for it, even if he says it like that. Sure. Right. Yeah, I, I guess. But a little evidence would have been nice. Like if, if you're advocating for a change in behavior, because this person ultimately is advocating for people to either support moderators or exercise what power you do have to keep your online spaces. Mm hmm the way you want them to be right and so some evidence to say why you should do those things other than just you should because otherwise this will happen well i guess he's also drawing on the experience of this has happened before mm -hmm. and many people have experienced it directly but of course he brings up the example of usenet which we've done an entire episode about by the way that's true we have yes eternal september's eternal septembers yes good episode yeah that's fair i i just do think that like it's a bit doom and gloom to say like 
because essentially what he's starting with is these this will happen to a server Mm -hmm. and the only way to stop it is to do this because they also if my memory serves correct did not go into other possible ways that people might consider that won't work he just attacks the primary reason why people are against the thing he would advocate for right Mm -hmm. like this is my solution no guarantee that it works but this is my solution and here's why the most common detractor from my solution is wrong right which again potentially very effective Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that this is wrong i was just like my critique would be that if i was going to make this argument i would at least try to also address like this is one of three bullet points i would want to address is this is why i want to do this here's why you're wrong if you disagree with me (laughs) right here are examples that this has worked in the past and you know this is inevitable right which i guess that one he did kind of also address too so he addressed like one and a half out of the three points which Mm -hmm. again this is just something this person probably just thought about and sat down and just wrote you know in about as long as it took us to read it so i'm totally fine with that but yeah um So, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I do agree to some extent. Like, I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't, having owned a server and liberally exercised my use of the ban hammer. Like, mm-hmm. because it's not what I want. And this server literally exists to serve one of the most narrow purposes that exist. Make me happy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I do think it is a bit interesting. I, I don't know about you, but I feel like it is more likely the case. Well, I'll just ask you. How often do you feel it is the case that it is moderators who are like checking other moderators more so than the community checking other moderators? Like say a moderator would want to do this. Like, Hey, I want to ban this guy because he's really just like, every time he talks, every time he posts, it's just like, you know, it's not the point. It's not on topic. It's disgusting, whatever. Cause in my experience, mods have talked about it. Like no mod, I, very few mods I've known will just go, I don't like that ban or like remove mm-hmm. post ban. Usually a mod looks at another mod and goes, or gets with the mods, depending on how big the community is and goes, can we talk about this? Like just us, the mods and like, I want to ban this guy. Can we, can we please, you know, any, anyone against it? Like that's my experience. Having been a moderator is it's usually that like is that. generally also my experience. Although I am a member of one interesting forum in which that is not the case, um, where there is it, it's it's I mean okay it it is a discussion of I want to ban this guy anyone opposed, but it's we actually have a a system of bylaws. <laughs> in which a a critical mass of the moderators have to formally agree it's not just a does anybody have a problem with this it's are enough of us willing to do it yeah basically you're allowed to ban someone if there's an urgent problem but it has to immediately be approved by the rest of the moderators or it's undone or it will be undone is there a punishment for doing that enough times and having it overturned or is it just no okay Ultimately, there is an owner of the forum, and I imagine if if you were abusing your your moderator powers, then he would just strip them from you. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never been anything a part of anything that rigid. Like I, I've, I've this guy is trying to create something that approximates a free speech zone without actually being one. 
Fair enough. So there's some weird rules. Sure. To try to get as close as you can to that without just evolving into chaos. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. I think you can be pro-free speech, but also pro-keeping private areas clean. And and maybe this does come back to that at some point where it's like, hey, free speech only matters when it's your government, really. Mm -hmm. And if someone's trying to come into your private space and tell you what you can or can't say, you know, the you can always go to a different server. Mm-hmm. And like like this guy pointed out, there are places where if you really have something super heinous that you will get you banned anywhere else, there are places you can go say that thing. Anonymously too. You can, you don't even have to own up to it. You can just get on there and vent it out into the ether and someone might find it funny or call you names, but you never even have to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's part of, I think, what makes the internet such a great place is that you choose your level of moderation. Choose... Cho- how walled of a garden do you want to be? And it's kind of like the real world in the way where it's like you can walk around in the city where if you do certain things, you will get ticketed or you will get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of places, you can walk in a straight line far enough or maybe drive and get to a place where, yeah, things you might do would still be illegal, but there's no one there to really stop there's you. There's no one there to really stop you. And depending on just how egregious it is, you know, like it's not like we operate in a like, city-state space where the land between the city-states is this no-man zone where, like, if you want to do an extrajudicial killing, you can just take someone out there and kneel them down over a ditch and, well, didn't happen within the city limits. No one cares, right? It's not like that. But it's... I mean, maybe Alaska's like that. But, like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But for all intents and purposes, like, if you want to go walk around naked in nature, there are plenty of places where you can just go do that, even though, yes, it's still technically illegal and people might get upset at you. Again, not that I would know, but like, I feel like the internet should be no different. So I, I feel like he's right. I, I would support him if I was in a community that was about something. And I think there's a real life, real world example of this, like social clubs in the real world that are built around a specific purpose are also like this and they're worth joining because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, if and it's just a microcosm of what kind of happens within society. Like, if you want to be a part of this, you know, it comes with some drawbacks, but they're unilateral, you know. Like, if you want to have a, a supper club where people can get together and have dinner together, but you're looking for something, like, good example. Say you come from a household that had Sunday dinners, right? Where the okay. family would get together on a Sunday and have dinner together and you know it never got too heavy it was just a polite dinner not alone right but you move to a place that doesn't have that you don't have family there there are probably supper clubs that you can join where that's the goal is to recreate that environment where it's like it's a bunch of people that may not have a whole lot in common like most people actually don't have a whole lot in common with intergenerational family members Mm -hmm. but there's an understanding that we're going to keep it pleasant. We're going to keep it light. The goal is to avoid eating dinner in front of the TV by ourselves. Like that's why we're all here. Okay. Should be anyway. Mm -hmm. But if someone shows up to cause a ruckus and ruins everyone else, you're going to get kicked out. You're not going to be invited back, you know, and that's okay. Like if you're that kind of person, try a bar. You know, if you want to go be, and there are probably various levels, like, 
I think there's nothing wrong with creating spaces for you and those like-minded. And I think the, the cap on that is if you try to find a space that is for people that are quote like-minded and you can't find one, you're either not looking very hard or you need to readjust your expectations a little bit. Right. Or start your own thing. And then don't be that surprised if you still don't have very many people, Mm -hmm. but you know, and I also was a little worried when we read this article that this person would be kind of like that person where it's like, no one wants to be in my server. So they're bad. So I need other servers to be like the way I would have a server, but they're already popular because that's another thing you hear about a lot online, which is man would be great if people would not be on Facebook and be on a insert my preferred alt platform, Mm -hmm. which is supportive of free speech. And then they like hate other people who don't join them even though those people look at it and go, no, I know that exists. I am aware that it's an option. I'm choosing not to go there. Yeah. Yeah. It's trash. Like, you know, and they just don't get it. It's like, <laughs> why does your, why does your platform have to be popular? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's another weird thing you see is like, why, why does, well, I think, yeah, we, well, it's cause we moved, we moved on from the days of dedicated forums, segregated, like splintered, well, actually, Splendor is not even the, the right term because that implies they came from like a common source. But isolated. Isolated social groups to platforms. Right. Um, and so now there's the concept of platforms and platform market share and domination. And people see it through that lens now rather than mm-hmm. this is just a place like, okay. Reddit is the meta platform, right? Yes. Much to the chagrin of Facebook, which renamed itself. Um, (laughs) So it tries to be isolated platforms or isolated forums on a platform, but it still is kind of its own thing. But like back in the day, you would just go to a totally different website to talk about your favorite thing. Right. Or even multiple different websites to talk about the same things with different people. Yeah. Which is just foreign to people now. Even though it's still totally a viable option. And people do it. And people do it, yeah. But these are way more niche than they even used to be. Well, I also feel like that's because... That's because people... You know, once you start going to Facebook... It's hard to believe that there's anything else that's that good. Like... And I think we talked about this in an episode a couple weeks, a couple months, maybe even ago, about how the number of people on the internet is growing, but the number of websites visited is decreasing. Mm-hmm. Like, because a handful of websites are soaking up so much of the traffic. And I think, you know, you lamented this. And I, to a certain extent, also lament it. But mostly because of the ignorance out there that people are like, I cannot believe that they are... Like, the number of people that complain about Twitter... Mm-hmm. censoring their political men like don't go to twitter stop giving them money because you know they make money by you just being there and kowtowing to what they want if you see it that way mm-hmm. go somewhere else why do you why do you have to go spout your opinion and this well this is exactly why why do you have to go spout your opinion to people that don't want to hear it yeah but that's exactly it i want those people to be forced to hear my opinion because I feel like I'm being forced to hear their opinion. But you're not. But you're not. You, you can, can just, just not go to Twitter. Like me. Like me. Yeah. Just don't be there. Simple as. 
you know, but it isn't that simple. And I don't know, man, do you feel like that's something that has always been a thing for people where it's like, it's not good enough that I can, like, at what point did it become no longer good enough that I can say whatever I want in the comfort of my home, but now I deserve to be heard saying whatever I want? Like, when did that become such a priority for people? I feel like that came along with platforms. Think so? I, I feel that way, but also I was growing up at that time. So that's just kind of been the world that I've existed in. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like it could have existed before, really. Right. You know, because, because everyone before would agree if you went into the town square and started shouting on the sidewalk at people for them to hear your opinion, that you would be considered a nuisance. Yeah. And probably ignored. And most people and may be arrested. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. It's possible. I, I need to introduce someone from the before times. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need to interview someone from the before we times about this. We need to get this. an old on the show. <laughs> an old. Yes. Find, us, <laughs> find us one of them good olds and uh, <laughs> ask them. Because I, I feel like you can get censorship both ways. You can get censorship when there's no way to say anything freely anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can also get it when you... It's maybe not censorship literally, but like, I don't know what you call it when it's like enforced listening where it's like, okay, it's not good enough that you're not stopping me. It's, it's, it would be good enough if you made other people listen, which arguably is worse. Yes. So yeah, that's re-education arguably is what we would call that yeah it's now we're fighting over brainwashing yeah we're fighting over the indoctrination market share at that point which is yeah even more just really the worst thing yeah yeah all right well it's a good article yes i agree looking forward to the next one by this guy (laughs) absolutely you make sure you better make sure it's on the the list i've already written it down (laughs) all right well maybe next week on philosophers philosophers If you like the music in this episode, please check out Jippy on Bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com. Philosophers is supported by viewers like you. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description, or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.